Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for today's Gospel Proclamation comes from the Old Testament reading of Ruth, chapter 1, verses 1 through 19a, and serves as the basis of our theme for the 18th Sunday after Pentecost, serving him by serving each other. It is a period of anarchy, and chaos rules the land. God's people are sore oppressed on every front, and they cry out to God to send them a Redeemer. And he does, in the form of judges who would subdue their enemies and establish peace again. But each time peace was established, the people of God would look to other gods to satisfy their selfish, sinful desires. And not long after, chaos and anarchy would rule once again. So judges, one after another, had to be sent as the people cried out to God again and again and again. Othniel, Ehud, Shemgar, Deborah, Gideon, Tola, Jer, Jephthah, Ibzan, Elon, Abdon, and Samson, each a redeemer for a people that would continue to fall into spiritual indifference and moral decay so shocking, one can scarcely believe it is recorded in Scripture. Somewhere in the midst of said chaos and subsequent repeated redemption comes the account of Ruth to show the Lord's faithfulness by providing Ruth's family a redeemer who secures their heritage among God's people. Like so many times in history, God moves entire nations, motivating them with hunger. Like the account of Israel and his family coming to Egypt for food stored up for the entire known world, thanks to Israel's long-lost son, Joseph, who, second in command to Pharaoh himself, used dreams from Yahweh himself to help save the world from hunger. Like the nation of Israel's time in the wilderness of sin, where Yahweh led them by the hand of Moses to the very spot where he would rain down bread from heaven, pure water from a rock, and even the dark meat of quail in abundance. God put his people where food would be provided. So today, a man, Elimelech, whose name literally means God's king, takes his family to the place where food can be found. They sojourned in the country of Moab for the sustenance it would provide. But as we say today, the struggle is real. And the reality of that struggle for Elimelech and his two sons, Melon and Kilion, whose names ironically mean sick and finished, may have indeed succumbed to the self-fulfilling prophecy of said namesakes because their struggle ended in death, leaving Naomi, Orpah, and Ruth widowed. 
Being widowed in 1000 BC means no insurance, no protection, and virtually life without hope. As Naomi soberly recounted, it is exceedingly bitter for me, for your sake, that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. It all seems so hopeless. Why would God ever let this happen to these poor, unfortunate, otherwise Proverbs 31 worthy women? Why, Lord? Why? It is indeed the conundrum of the individual man or woman of God whom experiences the requisite sufferings life hands out for us. Why can't I live above the means that seem so much less than anyone should have to live? Why is the one I love no longer with me till death do us part came much, much too soon? Why does the job I'll never work another day at seem to elude me? Why did God bring me all this way so far from family, so far from my roots, so far from the support I so desperately need now? These are the cries of the people of God that have gone out for over two millennia, all the way back to this very account today. Naomi, Orpah, and Ruth may have asked these very questions at the untimely deaths of their husbands. They no longer lived at the comfortable level to which they had grown so accustomed. They no longer had their betrothed to keep them warm at night. They no longer had income and independence, but rather became vocational beggars. They were far from their family and the support and protection they provided. But their reaction is as stunning to us today as the one in our midst who suffers above all, accepting their lot with stoic resignation at the inevitable that surpasses anyone's understanding. She was a professor's wife who just seemed to take everything in stride. He would leave her for four to six months a year to study abroad and translate critical books from the foreign language so they could be studied back here in America. To ease the complication of being alone, he would hire a houseboy, a student who would live at their house in the guest room free of charge, but would maintain the house, shovel the snow, and mow the lawn as needed, relieving her of such burdens. She also took a job well beneath her education and competence. That was, unfortunately, managed inefficiently and ineffectually by people far inferior to her intellectually. But she did the job faithfully and humbly because it was available and no one else seemed willing to do it. One time, the houseboy asked her why she put up with such menial job and the ridiculously incredulous leadership that ignored her reasonable suggestions to improve the organization. She replied, Honestly, I enjoy the work. 
and pausing for just a moment, as if to consider her lot, she continued, and it's good to be needed. She discovered what Ruth believed, encountering the one true God from Naomi. Life is left best when you live and serve where you are needed. Ruth, called by the Holy Spirit through Naomi's witness to the truth of God, became the one Naomi needed, and by becoming the one Naomi needed, she became even more to everyone who needed God in the future as well. In verse 3 and 5, Naomi, Orpah, and Ruth were left when their husbands died. But the word for left is special in Scripture. It also means remnant as well. Isaiah 10 verses 20 to 22 helps us understand just how special it really is. In that day, the remnant of Israel and the survivors of the house of Jacob will no more lean on him who struck them, but will lean on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel in truth. A remnant will return, the remnant of Jacob, to the mighty God, for though your people Israel be as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will return. Destruction is decreed, overflowing with righteousness. Ruth, in addition to being a remnant, also has a name that means faithful one, saturated, full, and running over. Psalm 23.5 helps us understand better Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Ruth. Ruth is someone needed in Naomi's day. But Ruth will be in line for the one everyone needs every day. Matthew 1.5 shows us how Ruth fulfills her eternal role by being in the line of Christ. Through Christ, all things are possible. For it is in Christ that Ruth, a Moabitess, can come to the one true God from the most ungodly of origins the world has to offer. Through Christ, our sinful origins are washed away by the sacrifice Christ made for our sins, making our original sin forgotten by our forgiving God. And through Christ, a new family is created. New support is offered. New roots are established through peace with God. Christ gave us the keys to heaven to forgive sinners and welcome them into our family to look after until death parts us and eternal life reunites us forever with Jesus. Here in church, we become the ones who can say it's good for me to be needed because I needed Jesus too. And I can give him to you. We need each other. And because we all need Jesus, he lets us do what he called us to do, serving him by serving each other. Amen.
Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.